so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Hello, vegans! Hello, vegans. How are you? I'm just happy you guys are here. I'm happy you're alive all day in my brain. Yeah, you're a mod. No injustice lasts forever. You are. I tried to make, I tried to make our friend the real thing a mod, but I couldn't find them on the real thing. Where are you? I can't find your handle. I tried. I tried to make the real thing and no injustice lasts forever mods, but I could not find you. I couldn't, I couldn't find you the real thing. Could you send me your URL of your YouTube channel and I will be able to make you a mod here. For some reason, you didn't come up when I searched you inside of the YouTube window display. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Today, Kirsten's coming on, and I can't wait for her to be here. She said she'll be here any second. But um, I kind of wanted to bring up, in the, in the beginning of the show, I know there's been a lot of drama in YouTube veganism lately. Vegan YouTube? Vegan tube? Yugen tube? Yugen tube? In Yugen tube, there's been a lot of drama lately. And uh, I try to stay out of it, you know, because I want to be a cheerleader for all vegans. And even though I disagree with some vegan content creators, I don't like hate them or anything like that. Uh, I mean, cosmic septic a little bit, but like, I don't really, I don't really like the drama. That's why I don't really want to do these big debates. Ever since I did the debate thing, was it a debate? Whatever it was with, uh, with uh, rusty vegan, rusty vegan granddad and uh, crusty vegan, or was it reasonable vegan and grumpy vegan granddad? I um, I feel like everyone's just been like, there's just been a lot of drama, and I don't really want to be part of it. Kind of depresses me to be honest, because I want to look toward a brighter future where animals aren't being tortured. That's what I want, and so I just want to be in a world where we're helping animals and the animals are a status of uh, of personhood and that we don't use them at all that's why i take an abolitionist stance and i disagree with those who don't i know that that causes some friction sometimes but honestly when i hear about for example like lifting vegan logic saying the things that he said it kind of depresses me it takes some it takes some of the gas out of my tank I, I texted with uh, turning veganese and it took some of the gas to gas out of my tank because I disagree with the way he handled it. Uh, vegan postmortem. I disagree with the way they handled the situation. I disagree with kind of everyone involved to some degree. And it really just bums me out. Like it depresses me like in a major way. And I'm already dealing with a lot of depression issues because of my finances and my mom dying. Those two things are connected. Like my financial situation and the death of my mother are 
linked and I'm trying to overcome those things and build a YouTube channel and save two trillion animals a year. So I, I, I feel like I'm already a little bit sensitive to this stuff. So when I see all these people that I, I, I disagree with just trying to just, just causing so much of this chaos. And I don't, I don't think any animals are helped through any of this, put it that way. I don't think one animal is helped by YouTubers having drama with one another that I am certain of. So I'd like to try to stay out of it. I know a lot of you have, have messaged me about it. A lot of you have sent me links and I've watched all the videos now. I, um, and I still don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to have any part in any of it. So that's how I feel about that. Okay. Friction brings energy and creates new things, says Gorik. I totally agree with you about that. I completely agree with you on that. Sometimes tension, that that space of tension create can create real creativity. But just um vegan YouTubers bickering, I don't see how that helps the animals unless we come up, unless someone's actually willing to change their mind about something. And honestly, I think we're pretty close. I kind of remember Gary Francione saying something about his like arch nemesis, Peter Singer. Peter Singer and, and Francione once, they were being interviewed. And Francione said, you know what's crazy is that except when it comes to animal testing, we're almost on the same page. We have a lot more in common than we have in, in opposition of one another. And... I thought that was so brave of Francione to say because he kind of he kind of put the animals first when he said that. He said he disagrees with Singer and on a fundamental level, but at the end of the day, how different are we really and don't we have more in common than we have not in common? That's how I feel about it. I wanted to let everyone know because I don't want that to be a thing that sh that throws shade on everything. Chaos is a ladder. I love that. Uh, you know what? Last time I put that chaos of the ladder thing on this show, it got copyright. It got a copyright strike. So we're not going to do that. Um, I think the problem raises when vegans limit veganism to just focusing on rights violations instead of including all animal use beyond just rights violation. That is my position. I have made my position known. I am an abolitionist. I believe in a zero zero use for of animal situation. I think that is I think veganism is a fundamental moral position. That is my that is my veganism. That's how I got into veganism. I've been vegan for 19 years as most of you know. That is how I look at it and I will have friction with those who disagree, but that doesn't mean I hate them. I, you're not going to like I might get animated and stuff, but I'm I'm not I don't hate these people for disagreeing with me because at the end of the day, we actually have more in common than we have not in common. I do get a little jealous of the word vegan because it does sometimes feel like people are misappropriating that word, appropriating it from me. It's like it's part of my culture and my personal identity now. And that could be a that could be a, a character fault of mine, you know? That could be something that's wrong with me. I take it very seriously. I'm okay with that. I've ex I've admitted that I'm an extremist. But one thing I know for sure that if we dwell in this darkness of like, oh, he said, she said, we're all going to be taking pictures of each other's text messages and like blow and, and then putting each other on blast on the internet. I don't really want to be part of that. And so 
I, I, I love vegans. I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. I will, I love vegans and any of you who have messaged me about this, I hope you understand that I've been nothing but respectful through all of, all of this drama of which I am not a part, but a lot of you are coming with me because I know AJ is coming on tomorrow. AJ is still coming on the show tomorrow. I'm happy to have AJ on the show. I know that some of that drama, most of the drama we're talking about right now involved him, but this is supposed to be a channel for vegans. And I've always said since day one that I'd rather have these conversations about the nuances of our movement with other vegans than even, even talk to one friggin' carny. So there, there's, there's, there it is guys. Um, thank you so much. Nolo dinner time now, but you know, we love you sky. Thank you so much. Nolo. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being there through all this. Thank you so much. And we vegans love you too, Sky. Thank you for all the love, guys. I honestly, I'm, I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That's why I want to do this. When my mom died, I thought, okay, if I've got 20, 23 years left on planet Earth, I want to spend it meeting vegans, talking to vegans about vegan shit. That's what I want to do. So um, I hope you'll help me make my dream come true. And I want to do, that's what I want to do. Make a channel for vegans. I really appreciate that. We have Kirsten Maryland waiting in the wings, and I have um, something I want to talk about her with. So I'd like to bring her on right away. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Kirsten Maryland, are you ready, baby doll? Are you ready, baby doll? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm a peace sign, but then this is how I wound up. When... That's okay. You could, be, you could have been like doing like one of these. What up? Do you remember in the 90s? People were like, please. Yes. Flavor Flav. Do you remember the Backstreet Boys? I remember was, Backstreet Boys. No, I don't remember. It, uh, it was a parody, and the one guy had a hook, and he's like, Backstreet Boys. I do not remember that. That sounds incredible, who though. Was, who was that? I feel like the guy's name was Dave something. The boy bands, to me, I kind of mix them all up. I kind of feel like when I know who Aristotle is and I know some of Socrates, but when you oh, try to ask yeah. me if you really push me the difference between Plato, Aristotle and Socrates, I, I crumble immediately. I'm like, I don't know which one's which half the time. And that's how I feel about NSYNC. Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees. I can't really oh tell which God. one's which. New Kids on the Block, I kind of got. I kind of know who they are, but that's about it. Um, I looked up Backstreet Boys with a Z because that's what it was parody, yeah. and the top one is Slash Street Boys. I'll kill you that way. I'll kill. Uh, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a like a a, a Barney troll. I'll kill you that way. That sounds like a psychopath. It's all Tolstoy in the end. You know that Tolstoy was Richard Nixon's favorite author, and that Tolstoy. You know Richard Nixon resigned yesterday in history and oh, um, i was like yes yesterday no he's been dead for a while yeah no. <laughs> he died around here you know he died he died really close to my house he lit he, he his body his he lives his remains are interred at uh interred get it capital t-u-r-d because he was such a turd um but he's over <laughs> i'm not a crook the president, the president, the American people deserve to know that the president is not a crook, and I'm not a crook. Hey, compared to Trump, he's not. Honestly, I kind of think of them very in, in similar ways, but he he had something called shame and dignity. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's what Trump doesn't have. Yep. That is what a lot of the current Republican Party does not possess. Is, yeah. Yeah. Shame and shame. dignity. They have no shame. Yeah. They have no shame at all. 
And uh, I think that I think that Nixon, although his first love was politics, I think that he still put country over politics. And that is something mm. very few people on both sides will do today. But um, I think Al Franken did it. I think Al Franken put country over politics over himself. I think, yeah, I think that what happened to Al Franken was a little absurd. Yeah, but he bowed out. He's like, you know what? No, I don't he, ba- go he bowed this. out because of what came out. And it was like, but what's actually coming out? A picture that an inappropriate picture from 20 years ago that at the time was fine. Yeah. And now we're getting rid of like <laughs> one of the th- best people yeah. in Congress that we could buy. He was a fucking comedian. Like, well, I'll tell you what, just having this YouTube channel, sometimes when people are like, calling you names and going through just just doing this this is just a little youtube channel and as soon as people start throwing shade you're just like you know what i don't need to be doing this i could do something else <laughs> i'm trying to be here for others right now yeah. i'm trying to be doing something for somebody else and then all of a sudden someone's like throwing shade my way i'm like yeah i could just bow out i could just go you know and i think that's how al franken but you it has to be you love it i do but sometimes <laughs> That feeling comes up. I gotta say, this week has been rough with all the with all the uh, drama that's been going on. So um, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. Keep it that way. Keep it yeah, that way. There's okay. no reason yeah, I, to go. I, just, I don't follow YouTubers besides you, Sky. So I don't oh. really know what's going on in the world of. I don't want to rehash it because I know tomorrow it'll come up um, because mm. my guest is, is involved in some of it. But we're, gotcha. we're not probably not going to meet. Um, Nixon is just as much of an asshole. <laughs> uh, you are way off in the history. I said. I said that is just as much as an idiot asshole as Trump. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, he might have been talking to me. I don't know. Oh, I think he's the same level, but I think that he gave up. Like I read his, I read his res- his letter of resignation yesterday, um, in the history in the history segment of the free shift, and it's just like I hereby resign from the president of the United States now, and that's it. It was one sentence, like. Just like but I resign. Could you imagine Trump resigning and admitting any fault at all? He like, should have. He would have gotten away with everything difference. if he had. That's what's that's dumb. The big difference. What? He would have gotten away with everything if he just resigned. He would have just gotten away with it because people just because he would have been pardoned by Pence. That's what happened. Gerald Ford mm-hmm. became president. He pardoned Nixon immediately. The American people moved on and forgot right. mm-hmm. about Nixon. Forgot. Well, yeah. Like we didn't have to go through all these arraignments and indictments and all of this stuff. He just pardoned everybody. All right, we're going. We're forget it. He's right. gone. I'm moving on. And that I'm not saying that that's great because justice wasn't served, but was it right for the country? I don't know. Well, but the problem with Trump is that he's trying to come back. So if he would just go away, we could all move on and we could try to fix. I mean, not that Biden is really fixing a lot of the shit that Trump did, but yeah. we could attempt to move forward, but he won't fucking go. That's away. exactly right. It would be <laughs> the, just, just go away, dude. I think America would be better off if he just went away. I do. I think my yeah. life would be way better. I think, oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I think we would. I couldn't even, the four years that he was president, I could not, I mean, I still really can't, but I could not listen to him speak. If I heard his voice, it gave me such anxiety. I had to turn it off, change it, whatever. Even like the SNL parodies. I was like, I I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't hear him. I can't listen to him. 
it was funny when Alec Baldwin was doing it before he was elected, but then once he got elected, I didn't right. think it was funny anymore. Right. It, yeah, it became not funny. It was like, this is what's actually going on. Yeah, this isn't a joke <laughs> anymore, okay. guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. told you a few like, folk, uh, not a word about it, that either. Yeah, I totally agree, Jean. You're, you're, Jean, you watch this show enough. I've talked a lot of shit about Richard Nixon. I mean, I'm damn, I'm, I'm not a fan, man. I'm not a fan. Uh, I think that America. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, nobody's a fan. Nobody of likes here. Nixon. Yeah, we're just compare. Yeah. If we want to talk about lesser of two evils, I don't real. know. I mean, Nixon ended ended the Vietnam War. Anyway, presidents are all bad. I haven't met a good one yet, um, and I've only met one. So, <laughs> how many presidents have you met? I've only met one. Zero. Exactly zero. Yeah, I've only met I've only met W. You met W. I met W. The man yeah. who should be indicted on war crimes. Shouldn't all of them, though? Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. It's just like yeah. none of them are like good guys. I think the only one that might have been a good guy was Carter and uh, maybe. And that's just a maybe. So <laughs> the malaise speech. So um, I know we've got stuff planned for this show and I wanted to get to something really fast. Do you mind if we watch something together? The thing that you told me to yeah, watch. Let's go. Yes, let's do it. We're going to watch it right now. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to watch it. It's only ready. a minute. Here we go. We're learning ready. more about the three people who died after getting trapped in a cistern in a field. You can hear that, Duncan. right? The Bastrop County Sheriff says it appears the group was hog hunting when a dog got away and fell into hog the cistern. Hunting. It led hog to two hunting. men and a woman being trapped. KVU's Isabella Basco being trapped on what happened. <laughs> God damn it. A somber mission for first responders in North Bastrop County Wednesday afternoon. Three people and a dog trapped in a cornfield. It turned out to be a cistern. Uh, the cistern had an opening of about four feet wide. Uh, the uh, water level was about eight feet, six to eight this feet below the surface. The uh, we found from it's one fair. of the there was four people involved. In I love I love these old county sheriffs with the little the little star. Doesn't he look like an old uh, like an old <laughs> cowboy? Like now we got here, man. I had to watch his. I watched his press. I watched his press. Um, junk, what do you call it? Press. Press, con press conference and uh, I watched I had to watch it at double speed and it was still too slow because this man is like now we over here in Bastrop County now the difference between a cistern and a septic tank and a hunting party Noel Vigil Benitez his girlfriend Denise Martinez and Delvis Garcia all three were visiting from Florida oh look at that there's a Make dead sense. animal he's holding Florida. a dead animal by the What's he? What kind of animal is that that he's holding? What poor, what poor soul has he destroyed? Maybe a bear. I think it's a bear, or maybe it could be a hog. They were hog hunting, though. All right, let's keep going. With a fourth hunting. person from Red Rock, Texas. Here's what Bastrop County Sheriff Maurice Cook thinks happened. The dog went in. One of them went in after the dog, and because the water table was so low, they couldn't reach the surface. Then a male and a female took off part of their clothes to go in. They go in, and there was hydrogen sulfide gas. Uh, in the hole, which is common for a septic tank. Leading one of Elgin Fire's investigators to make three trips to recover the three bodies and the dog. Sheriff Cook says there's an indication the property owner died, and it's part of their investigation to determine who owns the property. This is a So this is kind of weird. All right, so that's all we really need to see. All right, so... <laughs> I hate to laugh, but I mean, they were there for very bad reasons, right? They were. I have to admit, I don't fully understand what happened. Okay, like, so here's what, what happened. They, I love it. What did so, they go? I don't understand what they went into. What's a cistern? Okay, so I watched the press conference and now know everything about this. I know what a cistern Please? is, but this is a particular cistern. Okay. Okay. So 
right. So these guys from Florida came into Texas to hang out with their friend who lives in Red Rock, Texas. And like, yo, what are we going to do? Well, come on now. We're going to we'll go get some hog tones. We're going to go hunt hogs. some hogs. Okay. So they went Got to go that. hunt some so hogs. Far. Now, on their I'm way to hunt some hogs, what they think happened was, and this is the word they used, that one of their dogs escaped. So their dog escaped and ran off. And now it's, it's like midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that. It's very late. It's midnight. The dog runs off into the cornfield and falls into a hole. That hole could have been a hundred years old or something. It could be a very old hole. It's about mm -hmm. it's about six feet by four feet. It's just a big kind of like a prison cell sized hole that goes okay. down about eight feet into the ground. But that hole, it's like you wouldn't be able to see it at night. You would just fall right in. The dog didn't see it. The dog just right. fell right in. And so I think one of the people fell in and the dog no. went in to save the person. That's what I think happened. <laughs> no, they went in to save the so no, I think a person went in first. <laughs> I don't I think the dog that that's true. stupid. I wish that were true. The dog fell in and they had something like one of those collars, because hunters usually have a collar with GPS for the dogs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they could find the dog. Right. And so they went and they found this dog in a hole. And they were like, and one of them, one of them found the dog and he jumped in to save the dog. But the thing is, this hole, the cistern is quite old. And so when things are falling in and things are decaying and it's stagnant water, because what it does, it collects water and then you can pump the water out and, and, and water your fields and shit. That's what it's there mm -hmm. for. It collects rainwater. Mm -hmm. It's not a septic tank. He said septic tank, but it's not a septic tank. But these sulfite gases, they, they, they collect at the bottom of these things because, you know, other animals, he's like, snakes probably fall in. in the, it was so funny in the friggin' press conference. Like, snakes probably fall. I'm sure snakes crawl right in there, Dad. And so <laughs> throughout the last hundred years, oh animals have fallen in. Birds have fallen. Just shit has fallen in, too. Just like just – and debris, and it okay. rots. And so gas gathers down there. So if you fell into this hole, you'd be alive for like a minute, and then you'd be toast. Because as soon as you start breathing this, you you pass out and die. Yeah, it's like a it's like a horror story trap in the middle of a cornfield. But they hadn't so obviously they had no idea that there were gases in. No the one hole. knew that, that it existed, right? So so then so then the but other the two open. So right, it's open, but the gas is heavier the air than air. That's Oh, OK. So if you're in the hole, the gas is over your head. You're dead. I see. I see. I see. OK. OK. And the water's the, and the water's eight feet down. So mm -hmm. like you can't crawl out and the gas. So you're trapped in this between water, gas and air and you can't Man. get to the air. And beneath you, there's no air. You're 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 brown yeah. bread. Yeah. Poor puppy. So. So poor puppy. But what I think is hilarious is that these people are out there trying to kill a dog, kill a hog with a militarized animal, but yet they risk their lives to save the dog. And then two more people, and this is what the sheriff said, they took their clothes off so they know that they arrived later because they took their shoes off and their shirts off and jumped in the hole to save the other guy. Ah, uh, okay. And as soon as no, they dove down, they that's, died. But that's sort of what I'm saying is that, like, the person went in first, the dog went in after, and then the other two people came and tried to save them both. That's possible, I suppose. But yeah. 
but the guy that's there. I think the person was like, ooh. And then <laughs> the dog was like, oh no, my and dove person in. and dove in. Maybe, maybe. But the, the guy who was there, the survivor says it. That. Oh, there's the, a survivor? Yeah, the one guy oh. who's from Texas. He comes over finally. Oh, he sees God. he sees his three friends dead in the hole with his dog, and he's like, "I ain't going down there." Yeah. Now I ain't going down in that hole. With the three, those three balls are dead down there. I mean, Big if he had been there first, he probably would have been able to tell them not to get in the hole. Who knows what this other Texan knows? But they don't go, don't don't dive into holes. I think is the is the lesson of the story. It's so this person says the dog would be too smart to go in the hole. That's literally what I I think the person went in first. Accidentally, right. I don't mean the person jumped in the hole. Like, I think oh. the person fell in the hole and the dog went in to get the person, not the other way around. I mean, it, who knows? Obviously, I wasn't there, but that's that's I like what the I idea. feel happened. That the person I like them both, fell in. except that makes it even sadder about the dog. I think that oh, the irony. Sure. I mean, it makes it sad about the dog either way. But let's follow the accepted, the current accepted narrative for just a moment. <laughs> just a moment. Well, but the accepted narrative is that dogs are stupid. That's the no, accepted narrative. That's not that's stupid. Why the people, people are stupid. This. They dove in after the dog. Like they're the, the people are so stupid that they're and speciesist that they're out there trying to kill pigs yes i get and that yet, and I yet get risk that. their lives and ultimately lose their lives trying to save a dog yes. you see like where i'm going with this no 100 percent. yeah now that's idiotic that's way more idiotic than the dog falling the dog the dog falls in it's dark outside right, the dog so would never see it better for your it's better for your narrative to show their hypocrisy if the dog went in first i understand yes okay yeah, the dog goes in, if the dog falls in first and the human dies saving the dog, it very much reminds me of that guy who got killed last month trying to save the little baby ducklings to cross the road, gets out of his car, saves the little ducklings in front of and a bunch of people saw it and he gets smithereened all because he was trying to save little ducklings. Meanwhile, like all the kids are like, oh, my God, I'm traumatized by this. And as a reward for their traumatizing experience. Their parents like, all right, let's all go get some KFC, because you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I did not, I did not hear about that. I did not know there was a man trying to save ducklings who got hit. One of the funnest things about this show is that I'm constantly looking for things to talk about in vegan world, and I'm always looking for stories about people who save animals just to die, but those people aren't even vegans. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like be consistent. Either hate on animals and they're all they all deserve to die, or treat them like people and try to save them all. Like, I finally uh, so you just reminded me of because I that made me think of just the cognitive dissonance that it's like it's not that they hate animals, it's that they they have to separate it in their minds. And I was. I like drop little hints with my acting teacher every once in a while. He's like a 70 something year old man. So he's got that idea that like he can't change, right. which is why I wanted my mom to come on the show too. Now, I don't know if she will. They're at dinner still. Um, but it's her birthday and she's vegan and she went vegan in her 60s. So when when an older person tells me they're too old to change, I'm like, that's bullshit. Like my mom was like 67 when she went vegan or whatever. I don't know. But I finally it's exciting though. 67, someone abandons all of their 
like 67 years of bullshit and they're like i'm going vegan i love that i'm more inspired by that than the the, the rebellious 14 year old yeah well so i was talking to him uh he's having some like upper respiratory issues like really really bad stuff that like he needs to sometimes use an inhaler and this is something that just came on in the last year or so yeah and they don't entirely like know, I don't know what the problem is or whatever. And I was like, hey, has anybody told you to cut out the dairy? And he was like, no. And I'm like, dairy is really bad for anything upper respiratory. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm taking my dirt nap soon. That's his favorite thing, his my dirt, dirt nap. nap. He's yeah, like, I'm taking the form. Even, he's going to buy the form. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I'm taking my dirt nap soon. Just let me like enjoy my life. I want to enjoy, you know my ice cream. And I'm like, Pete, you can have, yeah, exactly. I'm like, but you're, that's why I said, I was like, but how are you, you're not enjoying your life. Like you're sick. And I talk about this all the time, Kirsten, you know, that I grew up with debilitating asthma and horrible asthma until I went vegan. Like I was mm. in the hospital every couple of I years. I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah. I was asthma kid. I was that kid who couldn't run the mile. Oh, I could no. not. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, I couldn't run. I couldn't really do sports. I uh, I constantly, I, I was on the wrestling team for a year, but I was constantly trying to take the asthma. I couldn't run with the other kids. It was rough. So, yeah. and when I was 25 or so, I went vegan and um, I immediately, my eczema went away. My asthma went away. It was like a total crazy I, transformation. I like, I can't. Uh, oh, but wait, the cognitive dissonance, I just wanted to say real fast, like I, before we stopped talking about it, because I was actually like working on a piece with him, but like before we moved off of, you know, animal exploitation, uh, I got in like, you know, dairy, it to me is of all the things, one of the most offensive. And he was like, why? And I was like, mm. my opening. And I'm like, let me tell you what happens to dairy cows. And he was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. And I'm like, don't yeah, because it's awful. Yeah. And this is why I don't want to contribute to the problem. And then I said I was going to bring him a ton of non-dairy ice creams and make him try them all, which I'm, I'm going to do. It's what I did with my dad and his uh, creamer. I dumped, I poured it in down the drain and I stuck a sign on it that said, this causes cancer. And then I, nice. we bought him, we went to the store, we went to like three different stores and bought him every single non-dairy creamer we could find. And we, I was like, pick one of those. Why but, would it be, why would that affect your quality of life? I don't feel like losing, I tell you, um, gourmet cheeses, originally I did miss a little bit when I first went vegan because I was habitually going to the same mm. place and buying like cowgirl creamery, like really gourmet shit. I got like a little block of, of expensive cheese, a really yeah. cheap bottle of wine and a baguette. That was my dinner through college. That was my, that's what I did. A bottle of wine, a baguette, and like a little, a little block of the most expensive cheese I could afford because like <laughs> I was, I was still a poor college student, you know, but that was like yeah. for like six bucks I had dinner and it was delicious every time. And I missed that when I went vegan, but now you have Myokos or Miyokos. Right. Now that, now there do you, there are so many, yeah. and that's like, I have to get him past this vegan. Like he doesn't understand that there are vegan products that I was trying to, uh, tell him there's that like italian ice cream it's like the little cone and it's got like the flat top 
vanilla oh, with like yeah. chocolate. I think it's called yeah. like Coletta or something like that. I know Karina brings like the miniature versions of those. She she yeah, buys yeah. the vegan so minis. I was of those. Yeah. trying to explain that. I was like, Pete, there's a vegan version of that, and you would never know the difference. I'm telling you. So I had Guess to find who's here. him. Is my mom here? Your mom's here. <laughs> so your mom is here and i can't wait to meet her but uh um, cornetto well, that's what it is someone just said cornetto that's what cornetto it is. that's what they are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right cornetto cornetto yes. all right fabulous we've we've solved that mystery but the mystery <laughs> of the cistern the three humans and the dog <laughs> is still unsolved. we'll never know we'll we never might know, know. Because they, they, oh, what I thought was really interesting, they collected all of the remains and they brought them to the coroner, and the dog is with them in the human coroner's office. The 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 sheriff made sure to to talk about that. So, anyway, I I want you to introduce your mother and explain why we're why we're going to talk to her. Okay. With her. My mom's name is Valerie, by the way. <laughs> Valerie, I see, I see, I see. Her name is Valerie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie, does she go by Val? Yes. Your friends call her Val. Yeah. Hi, Val. Okay. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Do <laughs> and, it. And, and what are we going to talk about with her? It's her birthday. It's her birthday. And how long How long has she been vegan? She's been vegan only one year less than I've been vegan. So. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I can't wait to meet her. Let's talk to her right now. Hi. Valerie. Here we go. Hey. <laughs> hey, Valerie. How are you? Hi, Mama. Hi, baby. How are you? Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you. Valerie. That's so cool. Oh, look, Tyke269 says that his mom is also named Val, but not vegan. That's Boo. a bummer. No, we need to, we need to get your mom. <laughs> so um Val, I, I really uh, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, we talk a lot on this show about um vegans and their families, and how a lot of times that's the hard those are the hardest people to talk with about. Um, about our thing, you know, about animal um, animal cruelty and, and and animal rights. It's they're the hardest people to talk to about it. Uh, our True. family members. True. And um, maybe you could tell us about your experience about how that went down when when you found out Kirsten was going to go vegan and and what um, and what that looked like from your perspective. It seriously, did not bother me. Um, I don't believe in interfering with adult children's lives they decide for themselves what they want to do. Um, my mother was vegetarian oh. the whole time, like practically that I was growing up. Um, she never pushed it on anybody. Like she would still cook meals with meat because of my father, we ate meat, but my mom grew up in Croatia on a farm and the animals were her pets. And I believe my sister had a friend, Denise, who was vegan, not vegan, vegetarian. And my mother said, if she could do it, I could do it. So, and she never, she was always, um, she never liked killing animals. And yet she lived on a farm. That's what they had to do to live, to survive. So coming from a, a mother who was vegetarian, when Kirsten went vegan, I was like, well, all right. You know, she... <laughs> Dyed her hair, she shaved the side, whatever. I like the shaving. I like the shave side. I've seen this <laughs> I'm not getting myself bent out of shape about this. <laughs> well, okay, I remember, well, I remember when uh, I went vegetarian first. Um, and I remember coming home the first time and saying, I'm vegetarian now. I don't eat meat. 
and you had done your normal pot of like meatballs and sausage in the in the sauce right and then you poured it over the pot you know you took the meatballs and the sausage out and then you poured the sauce over all the pasta and I was like mom there's little pieces of meat in here and you were like just pick it out I was like I can't can't pick it out but I was I was I was 22 and I like came home it was like you know, either my senior year in college or just after college. And I was like, I'm vegetarian now. Mm-hmm. I had a similar thing when I went vegetarian. My parents would be like, well, just pick it out. What's the problem? Or, you know, like yeah. it was always that it was. But my, my parents were not as uh, not as forgiving as, as Valerie here. The uh, they weren't as understanding. <laughs> OK, but you said like you don't think that we should we should uh, kind of influence adult, uh, well, not influence, but I can't remember exact words, but not rule, rule the lives of adult children, but adult children will often start press pushing the other way. Sometimes the student becomes the teacher in a lot of ways. And I hear that that's kind of what happened here, Val. What, well, I, uh, didn't, I didn't feel it was pushing for me. Um, I had already not liked eating beef chicken. I was becoming blah about yeah. the only thing seriously even now how many years here is this it's seven for me so i think it's six for you yeah. the only yeah. thing seriously for me that i miss even now is fish and honestly the bottom feeders shrimp galamate, octopus oh. those are the those are the ones that i miss um i can make a pretty good semblance of a galamari with oyster mushrooms yeah that was gonna say but that's that's really the only and then when i'm missing it i have to think about well these fish are being overfished um yeah. they do feel pain uh they're not the best thing to eat anyway because our waters are not the cleanest so you know that passes but i still if I see a plate of galamari and really i have to a little fight bit, huh? not to take some <laughs> you remember the good times but you know <laughs> have you have you seen it what about these uh these new analogs these meat analogs like uh good catch and some of these others they seem to be oh, catching on that i don't know like the tuna fish and all that stuff uh, i don't know maybe kirsten my, my girlfriend karina she likes the she likes the I, don't, I hate calling it fake fish, but yeah, the the meat analogs of, of I don't, fish. I don't like any of them. I don't no. like. I'd rather not eat it. I don't like any of them. I don't like the taste. I don't. I don't care for them. Um, I'm not even a fan of like. I don't like. Um, what's that stuff? That vital. Oh wheat my! Gluten? My mom hates tempeh. Tempeh. Oh. And what's the other one? And tofu or seitan? No, not tofu. Tempeh and seitan. Oh, yeah, my mom. Oh. For me, seitan, seitan for me is Satan. Oh, oh my God, I can't. I'd love you to try my seitan. If you ever come to California, I'm going to feed you some of my seitan. I think right. you'd like I it. Just, like, and, 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 you know, we where I live basically is a vegan wasteland. There's mm. not too many good places. Um, I just but came. But you from, have stuff at your grocery stores. Like, you don't have a yes. lot of vegan restaurants, but you no, have. But we have. Because have we things. have Whole Foods here. Wegmans is a great place for vegan options um, as far as food food is concerned. Um, My biggest problem is I'm 73 today. Mm. I have been cooking my entire, even before my adult life, and I'm tired of cooking. (laughs) And And then I'm getting tired of like, 
what do I cook? But aren't you I'm excited about the new the new stuff you can cook? You've got so, all this whole new I world she, of cooking. Well, she was. You definitely were, Mom, in the beginning. It was like, oh, there's all these new recipes now. But even like, I get it. it you know, six years in, you've made yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, I look, I look for new recipes, but the other issue I have is it can't just taste good to me. My husband is not vegan. When we go out, he can eat whatever he wants to eat. Here at home, he eats what I cook, but uh. it has to taste good. And then I have three young grandchildren whose father is definitely not vegan <laughs> and doesn't even, like if he hears the word vegan, he won't even try because he thinks it's, you know, Terrible. Me um, right. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of old dudes sometimes the kids are like will that. Eat, the kids will eat what I cook. They like um, impossible burgers. They like the impossible um, the nuggets and meatballs. The, yeah. They like the, I don't cook too much of that because, you know, it's processed, but they will eat that and then they will eat other things that I make. Right. I mean, I always say like the processed stuff. I went vegan way before that stuff existed, but animal, animal, animal protein is um, is processed too. Animal flesh is processed yeah. as well. Yeah. A lot goes yeah. into it. A lot of goes into animals before they're killed. A lot goes into them after they're killed. Uh, that's a whole other process filled with poison as well. So, I think that um, even though that impossible stuff is processed, it's uh, it's a lot better than. Yeah, the and they, they know too. We were making cupcakes the other day, and they said to me, Grandma, how do we make them vegan? Ah, that's nice. And so I said, on. Well, let's try because we had never tried use. I had never tried using just egg for baking. Okay, so that we works, tried right? it for baking. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, I so, like the um, Bob's Red Mill has that egg replacer. I've been using that for so many years. It's yeah, just, they oh. have that. Um, I've used just egg to make like frittatas and things, and they like yeah. that. Um, Kirsten got me a cookbook from was it Champs Diner? Yes, yes, that has like an amazing pancake recipe. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it it's not Champs anymore, but the um it's now Rose Diner who was the chef. So Champs mm. closed, but they sold it to the chef. So I imagine a lot of the food is still the same. Probably. But yeah, their their pancakes are Wegmans, where are you from? Um, this is in New Jersey, Wegmans, but I know there are new Wegmans. Are there Wegmans in New York here? They're I all over the East think... Coast. They're uh, we might have one somewhere in yeah. We, we Wegmans is not far from me, and Whole Foods now. There, I haven't gone to them for a little while because they were a hike for me, but now they're coming a lot closer. So, I mean, I'll be able to you know, and even Trader Joe's, like they have a fairly, they have some good things um, there too. <laughs> Champs was so good, says Nerd Like Us. So we have some yeah. Champs fans here. That's good. Yeah, it was a you know, it was a sad day when people heard it was closing, but it it lives on in Row Rose Diner. <laughs> Rose Diner. Now it's still it's still there. So it's it's just not the same same under new management, so to speak. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it looks like yeah, we've had them all over Buffalo and Rochester, says Puppet. Yeah. Nerd. So I mean, it's like an East Coast spot 
But mom, yeah, you, I know you found uh, stuff at like Shoprite too. You've you've found yeah, some. Yeah, Shoprite has stuff at some things. Um, they are getting better, but they're not as good as Wegmans is. Um, so for most of the things, like I found really, I and I made these. My brother, my brother considers himself the ravioli connoisseur. So for Christmas, I made Kite Hill ravioli. Oh, that's pretty good stuff, huh? I thought they were wonderful. Yeah, I've had yeah, those a few times, real, too. Kite Hill is really yeah, good. Kite Hill is really good. Yeah. Um, the they do some of those gourmet okay. cheeses and stuff. So, Val, did you um, notice any immediate changes in your health? At, at 67, you were 67 when you went... Um, it took a while, but I had been, I had been struggling with, um, cholesterol, um, because I, I, I have thyroid issues that I've had since, since the, after the birth of my kids, um, and mild hypertension. And what I'd noticed, the cholesterol went way down. It took a while, didn't happen overnight. Oh, and, the um, my blood pressure meds have been cut three times. Wow. Now that's huge. That's yeah. a huge deal. Like, uh, cholesterol of course is a killer, but we know like switching to a zero cholesterol diet is probably going to help. Right. I mean, right, right. switch to a zero cholesterol diet. It's going to, it's going to have an effect, but like that cutting your, your blood pressure meds three times, that means your health, your heart, that really means that your heart and your cardiovascular system are making right, a comeback working. in a way that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they, they might take you off of them here pretty soon, Val. <laughs> I, I don't know. We I've been trying. I mean, now I take my mom them. doesn't drink enough water to get yeah, I don't drink off. water. I yeah. I every time I come home, I push water on her, but she Is that needs a Jersey to thing? fully I think it's a generational thing because my oh. aunt doesn't like drinking water either. And yeah, that what I think it's that whole drinking? generation. Chicken cheer wine? <laughs> coffee and that's oh, coffee. It. But that, yeah, yeah, I think I think you'd be able to get rid of your blood pressure meds completely if you drank enough water. Perhaps, perhaps not. I, think, I don't I think know. So. You know, at this point, it is it's the way that it is. But um, those two things have helped. Um, the I and I attribute it to the vegan diet, not diet lifestyle. Right. So. I totally, I, yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, what other, what other major dietary changes have you made in the last six years? Right. I mean, <laughs> kind of many. a smoking gun situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that though. I was just telling Kirsten before you came on that sometimes I'm always inspired by people going vegan, their stories going vegan and what, what changed them and, and what changes they found afterwards and also who they, who they got had support from. But um, I'm particularly inspired by those people who are like over 50 who are saying, OK, I've had 50 years of indoctrination. I've had 50 years of lies told me I've had 50 years of just habit forming 50 of habit. You have 67 years of habits that you had to break. How how did you do it? I mean, what what kind of what kind of advice, I guess, could you give for others who are who are well, talking to their moms? It was slow. Um, and even six, seven years ago, it was not the, um, like, there are so many websites and things now that you can go to for recipes and ideas of, you know, what to cook and how to eat and everything. Back then, <clears throat> it wasn't, there really wasn't that much. I, I, I said, now, if I think about it, I could probably veganize anything. 
I have yeah. to think about it. I can't do it on the fly, but I have to think about it or go to any of the myriad sites that there are available. Um, I think the hardest thing for me too is that like Kirsten has a lot of um, vegan friends and her husband is vegan. That helps right. too. Um, I, aside from my sister, I don't mm. think I know anybody else close to me or friends with me who are non, who are vegans. What do your friends say? Are they, are they, are they supportive? Or they're supportive, of your but with a wink, mm. <laughs> you know, they're not going to change their lifestyle. They don't really want to hear about it. You know, I just said one time to somebody who said, Oh, but you know, um, I understand that the, you know, the animals suffer, but you have to eat. I said, well, that's what, that's a prime example of cognitive dissonance. You understand right. that the animals are suffering She's an activist. in your head. You are not yeah. going to be able to flip that switch and do anything about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is, it is an example of cognitive dissonance, an example of not only that, but also indoctrination. People are using those thought limiting, thought limiting um, kind of statements that cult members use, like, "Oh well, that's 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 just the science is out." You know, these these things that will shut down critical thinking. Right. And is what right, they'll... exactly. I think I have one friend. I, I you might know her, Joanna. She answers. She she does your she answers your posts anyway. Oh, okay. I, so I know her on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's <laughs> yeah. like open to things um so i consider when we'll meet every few months for like lunch or something and she'll say you want to go to that greens and greens place that's like the one <laughs> no actually there there are more just like not green greens and grains is probably the closest to you it's only like right. 10 right. minutes away there's other places that are like 25 30 minutes away and she, she brought her her husband something back and she said, I'm just not going to tell him what it is. Nice. And he loved it. He loved of course it. he did. Yeah. When they yeah. don't tell him, they love it. I love that. They've done that so many times with people who are like super carny and they'll sit there, eat a, a vegan sausage and talk about how great it is. <laughs> they, you know, and then. Yeah. What? I can't believe I knew you were tricking me. Um, <laughs> what do you think is the biggest block, especially for this? Because um, I guess. Through COVID, and maybe I might I might be a little bit um, special in this regard that I just I know a lot of people who have died. I am I'm I'm <laughs> there's goes a Chad, a Chad side I guess spotted You're a Chad. not hiding at all. <laughs> um, and and a lot of them because of their health or because of conditions through COVID and that type of thing. Um, what is this block with people? Because I'm an animal rights guy. That's how I come at it. But I feel like if I were talking with someone who is 70. I would have a different approach. I might be talking about health a bit more. And what is this where people just are more willing to take a bunch of pills rather than just change what they eat? Because it's easier. It really is easier. It's easier to just take a bunch of pills than, you know. I mean, I had, I was together with two friends. Um, we had worked together for the State Department. Um, and we finally, after five years, got together. And uh, one woman had a very scary incident. She had a TIA um, and she passed out and she had a car accident and she's oh wearing gosh. a heart monitor now. And she's like totally changed her, her eating habits. So um, 
she was making like all these different salads for lunch. And I said to her, I'm going to bring you some jackfruit salad. Mm. And I made a jackfruit salad. She just loved it. And she gave it to her son who COVID really did a number on. He was sick for almost two years. Oh yeah. God. And the doctors, you know, they didn't know anything about anything. He just right. recently, after two and a half hours, moved back to his own apartment. He couldn't even years. leave his own apartment. So he's two been really like researching and cutting out this and cutting out that. And um, I asked him, I said, how did he like the jackfruit salad? And he loved it. But it's, you know, people, if they're afraid to try things, they're reticent to change because they're kind of entering into the unknown. You know, I, yeah, I'm more reticent to swallow a handful of pills, I guess. Uh, I don't know why that would be. I don't know why I'm different in that way. I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, I mean, there are some things you can't get away from. I was recently diagnosed with macular degeneration. You have to take something. There are these sure. eye, eye um, vitamins that you take for it that seem to help. Um, okay. You know, some things you can do nothing about. Um, they say the the green trees might help with that too, doesn't it? Doesn't. Uh, doesn't marijuana help with uh, macular degeneration? And, I have uh, not. I have yet to explore that option. <laughs> you should talk to your might, son. You might see. <laughs> you might I would talk some... to my retinologist first. Actually, he's a pretty cool guy. I could see him, you know, lean yeah. back. Well, ask doing... ask him about it, and then go talk to your son and be like, "Hey, what do you got for me?" No, but I was um, watching a documentary about CBD and Alzheimer's patients. Oh yeah. And there's not that much known about it. Um, and plant-based diets and Alzheimer's too. Plant-based yeah, diets, yeah. uh, supposed to prevent Alzheimer's in a major ways. And I, uh, every time I hear something like that, I listen to a Ted talk about Alzheimer's because that's like my biggest fear in life is that because I I'd rather have something that I know is coming like a, a big cancer that I know is coming. I can either, I could choose my own way out, choose to fight or to take my own way. And then to have, that start to go and not know what's real anymore is my biggest fear in life. Yeah. And uh, every time I hear something about like Alzheimer's or dementia, they're always like, but if you eat a plant-based diet early on, you might be able to stave off those, you know, and I'm, oh, I don't know. I don't, I seriously the, don't believe I don't, I think maybe doing a plant-based diet overall early on might help prevent something and if you get something might help you fight it better. But sometimes I think that you're genetically wired somehow to get something. For I don't sure. know. I, I don't know if I believe that. So Not much of health is that. luck, right? I mean, it's luck of the draw. Um, but when I you mean, said I had colon cancer three years ago, mm. who should have gotten colon cancer? Not me. Well, if you yeah, but if you went vegan, at, if you went vegan at eighteen, maybe you would have had a different. <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, they say know. that uh, there's this th this new study that says two pieces of bacon a day, and that's not much. Two pieces of bacon a day um, increases your chances of colon cancer by twenty percent, and wow. that to me is far too much. I think that's. That is, I think they should make friggin' bacon illegal after something like that Good comes wine. out. I never ate bacon because I never liked the taste, but 
Um, yeah. I mean, cigarettes only increase your chances of, <laughs> um, of bl bladder cancer and lung cancer by like 20 to 30%. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's not like you smoke, can you smoke cigarettes, you're gonna die of lung cancer. It's just that your chances go way up. Right. Yeah. And we give bacon to children. Yes. <laughs> we give bacon to children. Wrap my mom, my grandmother used to hot dog slit down the middle cheddar cheese in the middle Ugh. wrapped in bacon Ugh. that was my grandma my grandma loved feeding me that shit because i just Ugh. shut right up i don't know as a child you don't know i just shut right yeah. up i was like thanks grandma you know like <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's the thing too is we all like we try to fight our way back to our childhood so we don't want to give up these things that we had we've had since childhood these things that made us feel good or comforted as children we can't think to give them up as adults because we're like stuck in this That's traumatic so childhood place yeah kirsten you know what's funny is that as soon as they started coming out with that fake bacon and fake hot dogs and fake cheddar yeah i tried to make that of course i did i tried to make that <laughs> shit my grandma made. <laughs> of course i did i wanted to go back to when i was like five years old and my grandma was making that nasty stuff from Nebraska. Nebraska's got some crazy nasty foods that they do, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I think also it's quality of life. At 67, you go, you go, you go plant-based vegan, and now you're looking at uh cutting your meds, your heart, your heart's feeling better. Like who knows where if if you hadn't done it, you might have gotten three more increases on your blood pressure medication. You might not be with us considering what. No, my what, mother what, died at 106. The genes are good. That's well, good. but she was vegetarian for most of her life. Well, that's true. Life. <laughs> that's true, too. Plus, <laughs> plus, she was very feisty. They didn't want her anything went. too soon. She, <laughs> my so grandmother, funny. like, fought to stay alive till the day she, she did, till exhaled the her last breath. You know, it's funny, Kirsten, you said that vegetarian back in those days. I mean, what year was she born? Like in the early 1900s, right? It would have been like 1912, 1912. Yeah. My grandfather yeah. was born 1908. So, yeah, about the same. And they would tell me stories about like the milkman and the ice man would come to the house. And like in 1908, there were still horses in the street carrying, you know, carrying yeah. stuff. So okay. it wasn't like even she was vegetarian but it's not like vegetarians today where they'd still eat so much milk because it's being snuck into every dairy snuck into everything eggs yeah. are snuck into everything she probably didn't actually eat that much milk at an early age yeah oh i yeah i don't know what she would have eaten as a young child yeah would have well and she lived on the farm so there was no milkman it was whatever was coming from the cows yeah. on the farm mm -hmm. is what they were eating so yeah prop you're right it probably wasn't as much as what people consume today, now right like a I vegetarian know, like, diet today they're still eating a lot of eggs in a there. lot yes 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 a yeah. vegetarian diet in 1915 or whatever the hell, 19 12. Well, when did she? I guess she went vegetarian in like the sixties, probably. Which, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I want to say when I was, when I was in high school. So that's still okay. Ozzy and Harriet days. That's still like. Oh yeah, no, it's still like, like way it before Beaver. anybody was doing that. I think yeah, Leave It to she... Beaver was on the air in the early sixties still. <laughs> still. And she, um, 
you know, she always knew it was wrong, but she didn't know there was another option. So that's why, like, when she met my aunt's friend and my aunt's friend wasn't eating meat, she was like, holy shit, that's something I can do? So, but she, I mean, I have video of my grandma saying, like, I never saw one chicken kill. Never, 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 never. (laughs) So she couldn't, she couldn't watch the animals being killed and they were all her pets and she loved them all and she knew it was wrong so when she her fir- the first chance that or I don't know the first like the first that her eyes were open to there's another way she took that way immediately so we got to go soon but I wanted to hear <laughs> Kirsten how did you get your mom to go vegan did you make her did you sit her down and give her Gary Yarofsky speeches or what how did, how'd you do it uh no I, I I've never used Gary Yarofsky as Oh, tool, but um, but we won't go there. Um, okay. I uh, it happened slowly over time. I think I yelled at her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take that approach. I think yeah, don't, don't I, I think approach. I yelled. I it think worked. I got very angry a lot and yelled at her a lot. And um, I made her watch Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy. Okay, that's where I was getting. So you made her watch Cowspiracy. That was um, a good one. I made her one. watch Cowspiracy, and I made her. There was another one that I told you to sit down and watch. Mom, I can't remember which one the it Val- was. I know. Do- I know. Dad fell asleep through both of them, so he didn't get the information. <laughs> but so Val, that's did, why. Did you uh, enjoy Cowspiracy? What was your reaction? I, I, I was like, um, interesting. You know, enjoyed. Well, yeah, I mean, enjoy might not be the right word, but I guess what what did you what were you? But I mean, I knew I knew that um, what we were doing and how we were doing it to the animals, because fact factory farming is an evil um, that it shouldn't be that Mm -hmm. animals shouldn't be treated that way. So it was a slow process for me, but I still walk a fine line between my omni friends and omni family and my and you know i still have to make cook for everybody so i don't cook meat in my house but i don't berate anybody if i'm at their house if they're doing that and a lot of times if we like today where we went um for dinner they have wonderful vegan options for pizzas but mm-hmm. they also have non-vegan. But if you're going to stay with your family and your family's not changing, do you lose your family or do you figure it out? I mean, that's the hard one. Where where, where are our compromises, I suppose, mm-hmm. is what we all have to deal with. In and I look at it world. this way. If I'm never around them, if I never have the opportunity to eat with them and eat what I eat, then they don't see that there's another way. So maybe little by little, you know, my grandchildren eat meat at home and they're vegan with me. Mm-hmm. The little guy who's four said to me today, he wanted a hamburger and chicken nuggets. And mm-hmm. grandma said, oh, grandma has chicken nuggets in her <laughs> freezer. They're tofu nuggets. He can't tell the difference. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just loves that his grandma's giving him so, giving him a treat. That's all he cares about, you know. And and the fact that you don't have to kill anyone to give your grandson a treat, I think, is right. the real and the message. The fact right? that you don't have to 
kill anyone and that you eat better without that bad karma inside you, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, that's a plus, but you know, it, it's hard cause it's a hard world and we're still very much in the minority. Um, is that going to change? I don't think in my lifetime. Well, you never know. Things things change rather quickly. Look what else has happened in your lifetime. I mean, when you were born, there weren't people on the moon, right? I mean, there were, uh... there were no cell phones. <laughs> there were no cell phones. There was no internet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've had some pretty incredible things. I saw I saw a video of a of a of a robot that was doing a dance today. That's doing that's going to be uh, at a at a theme park soon. And I couldn't believe it. It's like we have actors now who are interacting with human beings, entertaining them, but they're robots. Like that's that wasn't around. I mean, I, I think a lot can change in your lifetime. And plus, if you make it to 115, Val, that's like that's 40 <laughs> oh boy. years. Only 115 <laughs> if I can move around and read. <laughs> well, you keep you keep you keep with that plant based diet. I think you'll get there, you know. We got 40 more years. So happy birthday, Val. Thank you. 73 to, and many more and many more. <laughs> and many more. Thank you. And I heard Kirsten, did you did you play the song for her? No. Oh. Do you want me to do it? You hate yeah. the song though. I do hate that song, but if you want to play it, I'd love Wait, to hear it. I'm gonna see if it. I can I'll see if I can remember. Hold on. Let me I'll take see if you can remember. We're gonna we're gonna see if Kirsten is gonna get her ukulele. I love um, when Kirsten gets out of frame and I can see what New York apartments look like. Yeah, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she'll get a bigger one. <laughs> Here we go. Your mic's not on. Your mic, your mic is muted. Oh, wait. Unmute your mic. Did you mute me? No. Okay. That's what it is. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I think my ukulele's out of tune. Happy birthday to you. Nope. I don't know it's what's perfect. happening. perfect. I love it. Just go. It's the worst song ever written. You're just making it longer. I hate this song so much. Just go. It's only it's only I'm, charming because you're doing it. Right. Whatever. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mom. Happy birthday Happy to birthday you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Val. For... I think it's out. I think it's out of tune. Whatever. Who cares? You're gonna be like that vegan teacher with her. Uh, with no, her, uh... never compare me to that person. She plays ukulele. That's all. Yeah. Colleen Ballinger plays ukulele too. There's a lot of people who play ukulele. Someone was. I I made a video on TikTok about playing my ukulele, and everybody was talking about. Did anyone think she was going to play Toxic Gossip Train? And I was like, Toxic what is everyone Gossip talking Train. about? I've never heard that song before. I had to look oh, it up. And then I was like, banger. I was like, I literally just said that I just picked up this instrument today. You think I'm playing Toxic Gossip Train? <laughs> welcome to, no, welcome to TikTok. Here's um, my little sunshine or whatever the heck I played. <laughs> Why doesn't Sky have his guitar out? It's there. Sorry, I was I was hiding behind me. But Val, thank you so much. Happy birthday, Val. I'm gonna say goodbye now. Thank you so much. Bye, bye, See you on Sunday. See you Sunday. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your mom with us. Yeah. That was really cool.
Yeah, happy vegan birthday to you, Valerie, says Vegan Han. That's pretty awesome. Jay, you never never heard of, I think he's saying never heard of Toxic Gossip Train. That's why I'd never heard of it either. Someone was like, you don't follow YouTubers. Colleen era. And I was like, who, who, what is Colleen era? I, had, I looked up Colleen era. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I found out about her because she was on Jerry Seinfeld's show about the cars and the coffee and the comedians. Oh, is she a comedian? She's a comedian. Her 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 persona is uh, Miranda Sings. Oh, she... that's who that is. Okay, yes. I know who Miranda Sings is. Yeah, that's who I that... didn't know what her real name was. Right, the character who played it's like it's like Pee Wee Herman is Paul Rubens, right? Or yeah. was? Yeah. God rest his soul. And then is uh, R.I.P. Paul Rubens. But so that's her Pee Wee Herman. That's Colin Ballinger's Pee Wee Herman is Miranda Sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. But so, yeah. Okay. So now Toxic Gossip Train makes a little more sense because I know she got in some. She got water. in trouble for talking to minors in inappropriate ways and then mm -hmm. played a ukulele song called Toxic Gossip Train to apologize. But right. it wasn't much of an apology, but it was a good earworm song. Toxic Gossip Train. It was really good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> But it's, I she's, had she's kind of a monster. no idea what people were telling me. I was like, what the fuck is toxic gossip train? <laughs> well, you're going to be compared to everyone who ever played a ukulele. Now. Ever played a ukulele. I, yes. I but ukuleles are great. People before her who played TV, the ukulele. Don't you? You play other instruments, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? I said that I played the saxophone. <laughs> and then I picked that. up. I picked up the saxophone a couple weeks ago and I might not be able to say that I can play that instrument anymore because I could not fucking remember. <laughs> but it's been, it's been, I, I had to look up the last time I picked it up was I auditioned for the Broadway cabaret. And I was mm. like, when the fuck did that cabaret come to Broadway? Oh, 2014. I haven't picked up the saxophone since 2014. I didn't realize it had even been that long. I thought it's it was not like, like riding a bike. It's not like riding a bike. No. no. I was looking at notes on the staff that I knew what the note was and I knew how to play it. But I don't know. There were there were some notes that I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't remember how to play that. And well, I had to I, play guitar, I, had to look I still up, have to look up chords sometimes. Yeah, I had to look up a YouTube video of like how to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then and then you get weird things because you're like how fingering and you get all sorts of weird results. It's not uh, <laughs> be <laughs> but but the ukulele allows me to sing and play at the same time, which the saxophone not right. No. Do. Yeah. It's a great accompanying. That's what I love about guitar, and why all my other instruments that I've ever played, I always go back to guitar because I love songs. I I've, I figured like I don't really love all of like I can't really do it anyway. I've always just I love songs. I love storytelling, and that's why I love the guitar because it's a tool to do that. Hey, um, have you have you discovered Eddie Vedder's uh, ukulele album yet? No. Eddie Vedder did a ukulele album after after Pearl Jam kind of. I guess they, they kind of broke up for a while. Yeah. Um, and he did an, a solo album with just ukulele. It's brilliant. That's sort of where I would like to get to is after this EP, that's going to be a little more produced. I would love to be able to do maybe not a full album of ukulele songs, but. Well, these days, you obviously I have to get a lot, 
yeah. better at ukulele. Well, I don't know. Like I, I really, I've been saying for many years, this overproduced thing is going to reach a limit at some point. I think we're almost there. I've been saying this probably for 10 years. I think that this, we're going to go back to Simon and Garfunkel. We're going to go back to like underproduced folksy mm -hmm. type stuff. Like, well, even my, I mean, stuff. my EP isn't like majorly, majorly produced. Like my lap, my album was very produced it has a lot of electronic stuff. And this new EP is very stripped down. I think I said to you, like one of the songs is just acoustic guitar, single vocal the whole time. There's no harmonies. There's no doubles and a, a cello and an English horn. And that's it. It's four tracks four basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other one's a little bit more produced because there's multiple cello uh, um, tracks. There's a, there's a drum track on the on the. I've listened to your music. There's a drum track and oh, there's an electronic drum, isn't it? No, I'm saying my yeah my album. Oh okay. But the new stuff that's not out yet. Yeah, I got there's it. gonna be drum. There's gonna be real drums. We're okay. we're going into the studio next week to do like real drums. So exciting! Yeah. That is so exciting. I love that. Studio time is really exciting. I'll probably never be able to do it again, but I'm so happy that I got to experience that. But after, um, you know, after this, it's like, I, like, I'm going to be tapped out in terms of music, in terms of money. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of just writing a bunch of songs, which is me and ukulele and have it be about the song and the lyrics and, mm -hmm. and do something yeah, really, really bare. And these days you could do it and you get a couple riffs in there that you like and all of a sudden you're a TikTok sensation. You won the lot. That's why I've been putting yeah. my that's why I've been putting my ukulele songs on TikToks, guy. I just did a song about my cat today. Was it Smelly Cat? Smelly yeah. Cat. No, it was about kissing him on the head and how he hates it, but he can't escape it. <laughs> I like it. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> it's about consent damn it <laughs> it's about, consent. about imprisoning my cat and how That's, i yeah. hate imprisoning him but he has lived inside this apartment for 19 well not this apartment he's lived inside an apartment for 19 years apartment cat apartment cat well um today is today is the season finale of strange new worlds which is the newest um star trek I know that there's there's lots of there's a lot of controversy whether or not Star Trek is vegan content, but I'll tell you what I think it is. So I can't wait to watch it tonight, which means we gotta go. Um, Kirsten, okay. it's always a pleasure seeing you. Do you have any um, activism or anything coming up this weekend? You got any uh, protests you're going to? Anything exciting? Uh, no, because I got a lot of birthday shit. Chad's dad's birthday is also this weekend this weekend so we're doing his dad's stuff on saturday because it's his 70th and then we're doing i actually have an engagement party on sunday and then my mom's birthday dinner sunday night so i got a lot 73 of baby Doesn't but there was like there was a bunch of stuff this uh this week during this week that i actually there was a um it's the one year anniversary of uh the incident with Ryder, like, the horse yeah. that like passed out or not passed out but collapsed That's in the street collapsed and died in the streets of new york dragon well, he didn't die in, he didn't die in the street but he did collapse in the street um, the one that everyone sees the cops throwing all yes, the water on throwing the water on yes yes then they like moved him to a secret location and nobody really knew what happened to him and then he died in somebody 
else's some animal abuser's custody basically mm-hmm. um but so there was a event today but i had an audition at the same time so i couldn't go to that even though i very much wanted to go to that but um yeah i'm sure there's another there's definitely there's been a fur protest every single weekend so there's definitely going to be one this weekend i just can't i can't the lvmh the lvmh and caft um... and i've still been on the picket line are you still going to that picket line? Yeah, you man. and uh, you and John Ham. I saw John Ham was there, and he had a he had a sign that said, "That's what the money is for," which of course is one of his famous lines from Mad Men. Uh, that's I don't like that. That's weird. You gotta, like if you somebody gotta, else were holding that sign, okay, but like it's, it's like wearing be... the T-shirt to the band show. Like what? <laughs> we're in the band t-shirt to the show that's what the money's for i thought it was pretty clever what do i know nah, i don't know i uh we had like richard gear the other day or so i know there's been a lot of people but i it's not really the problem is that um i think we're really fucked i think so too i've been saying that i, don't I know think... i think we're really fucked i think they don't uh, apparently they're going back to the table with the writers next week um, there's no talk of them coming back to the table with us. I think they think I think they think we're asking way too much, which is crazy. I think they probably assume that the actors will fall in line too, since the strike is in solidarity. But well, but our strike no, is not in solidarity anymore. We're I know. I think. I mean, <laughs> like, I think my they can't my can do shit without us. Like the writers were out every day trying to shut down production. As soon as actors were like, hey, we're on strike two, everything was shut down. Like you can't yeah. do anything without us. So Yeah, I just heard that uh that the season finale of the Star Trek thing I'm talking about is mm-hmm. a to be continued. And we probably will not see how it continues for another year or so because yeah. Of this strike, that the strike is screwing all that. It's, it's messing with my Star Trek now, so now things are getting serious. But uh, but my prediction is actually that the writers, the writers' union, will be busted. They're going to bust the union. I think that's and uh, the actors' union. They're going to have to make huge concessions because background actors are just screwed. Oh, you know what's um that show that I work on with uh, Fanny, the Holding series. Holding? Mm-hmm. Uh, our our season finale came out today too, and it's oh. about AI replacing um. It's about AI replacing background actors, and it yeah. came out so good. It's the best. That's it's the awesome. best episode we've that. done. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's you know it. like I. I mean, with background, yeah, they might be able to do that tomorrow. They probably they wouldn't put it on the table. I don't think if they weren't able to do it now. But I was uh, reading an article by a writer who was basically like, you know, Chat GPT is nothing compared to the AI that they actually have access to. And the AI, the good AI that is not consumer grade AI can write really funny shit. And of course, it's learned from writers. So the guy was like, they should compensate the writers that they stole from to create this. But this AI that exists now will be able to write very good scripts. And I think for sure, if you got a billion dollars, you're going to be able to. Yeah. But what they're not, they're still not there yet with the video for actors, like main actors. They're no. not, AI is not there yet to be able to replace like main. But mostly uh, because of CGI, not because of AI, but because CGI is not up there. Like, have you seen what they did with AI for uh, for Indiana Jones? It was unbelievable. And I know like it's not there yet, but like watching old 
uh, Harrison Ford become young Harrison Ford with mm -hmm. AI technology. Yeah, you could tell, but goddamn, barely. You could barely tell. Like, not like uh, not like what's his face in Irishman. No, exactly. Like that was CGI. <laughs> that is exactly exactly right. So that is a CGI technology, whereas. Right. The um, Indiana Jones was AI technology. Uh, so okay. in, in AI technology, they have so much of his face being filmed at different lighting and all this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. all they do is feed that all to the supercomputer. The computer mm -hmm. then accesses what lights are there and then assembles a photograph God, basically on the... his face wow. and it moves. Yeah. Okay. It's not CGI. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, I, wa I watched... Uh... At, I think I told you this. They showed us. I don't know it's, if it's Open AI. I don't know what company it was, but they showed us uh, Morgan Freeman. It wasn't Morgan Freeman, but they told they showed us Morgan Freeman talking to us, and vocally it sounded just like him. But you could tell in little movements that it wasn't actually the actor. Like still right. face if it was still yes it looked exactly like him but once he started talking you could tell it wasn't really him so but that but it was through a company that is working with ai so they're still a few years off from being able to replace morgan freeman but right. they and will get there of course they will I mean, get there. And, and other actors, I think you wouldn't be able to tell. Like, for example, um, Jackie Chan has been scanned a bunch of different times and all of his movements. And that Jackie Chan mm -hmm. now could theoretically star as a younger version of himself now. And so mm -hmm. that he and he wouldn't have to do all of the stunts and all the stuff that he does. He could but he could star in a as a younger Jackie Chan now. And supposedly gotcha. Bruce Willis did the same thing where he's been scanned so many times because of the movies he's been in that they have. Mm -hmm. Like I guess that's what it's always going to be is how well, much that, data what, they what have was of that the movie person where he where he did look young. Um, that was the one where he gets, like killed and yeah, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt played him as a young man. Oh yeah, oh but it yeah. and that it wasn't was him. Weird. That was yeah. you're right. It wasn't him. It was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But it was, it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt with a funny like nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, a wax nose. It was yeah. weird. It was weird. I like that shit better actually than the other. I'd rather just have someone. I think I think Jean says never. I think never is a very strong word, um, but I think that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why like that's why the unions have to get ahead of it, because it's it's coming and it's going to get to a point where you're not even going to be able to tell. Like, you can't say never because you're not going to know. And that's the the writer that I the article that I was reading. He was saying that if these studios want to be on the up and up, they should tell people what is AI and what is not mm -hmm. so that the consumer knows before going in what they're watching, but it will get to a point where you won't even know. No, I mean, we're, I, I think unless we're they tell you, there. unless they tell you, you Half won't even the time. Know. I see shit that's like made behind the scenes and I'm like, Whoa, that wasn't even there. Like you guys didn't even make that part. Like some of this shit is pretty right? surprising. Yeah. Right. Yeah, what they're able and, to yeah do. and you're like, they could have easily had yeah, that. Like, totally. Why didn't they, why didn't they just use a practical? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I I and I know because I watch a lot of the because I watch Star Trek and I watch the behind the scenes because I'm, I'm a nerd and I see all the shit that they make with because they make all that stuff with 3D printers now, too. That's the other thing that's happening. All the prop guys, they're using 3D printing now. They're not mm -hmm. using like 
they're not doing making shit they're you they're designing it in a computer and they're they're making it 3d printing it it's yeah. all fascinating to me are they making an ai that can make better ai 100 percent. yes yeah that's what the singularity has always been described as to me is that we get an incredibly intelligent computer. Let's call it like the Einstein of computers. But because it's a computer, we can then make a million of them in rapid time. And then we take those million computers and we hook them up together and we say, hey, guys, work together to make a better version of yourself. And that is where you go from people like us talking on the Internet to like flying around and flying cars and shit like overnight like it could happen like wild shit could happen beyond our imaginations very very quickly um, the the writer that uh wrote this article he knows a lot of this stuff because he has been longtime friends with someone who works at open ai i saw that comment i didn't think you were gonna put that up there. like i have to put it i know because he's teasing me i know um but he was saying that they're like still having a hard time teaching this AI to not want to murder human beings. So have you seen or, or manipulate them? Have you seen the ones where they're like, start, they start trying to get them to leave their wives and shit. Like there's stuff like that where they just start oh going into this weird. I just like, I, I secretly hope that someone is teaching the AI what humans do to animals and that it's wrong. And then the AI lets anyone who is willing to go vegan live and anyone who's not willing to go vegan has to die. You know what? I think that that's sort of something like that happens in Isaac Asimov's iRobot where the president really? of the world. Yeah. Weird shit. Cause the whole thing is like the, the, the robots, the AI has rules. It's these rules of robotics, right? I don't want to go into it, but there's like three to five rules depending on who you ask. So, but those rules come into conflict. So like, eventually the robots the robot intelligence has to like okay my i'm not allowed to harm humans but in order to save humanity i have to kill a lot of humans mm. mm -hmm. but that's the only way i can save humanity my job is yeah. to save humanity so how can i do that i have to kill humans right and it's like and so you end up in this weird conflict and the robot starts acting weird and doing strange things that um right raise some eyebrows i robots great so it's a vignette you know it's several it's several stories that yeah yeah i haven't morality you know in a long no time. that movie is nothing to do with don't the movie is just a the movie just uses the same names has nothing to do with the books it's like literally oh. nothing to do with the book yeah. oh oh i didn't know that it, she, it uses the name of the book and the characters names are the same but other than that there's no similarities it's pretty gotcha. fucked up i can't i wish they remake that shit they never remake the good shit the, I mean, the stuff that should be remade. They yeah, remake like the, the stuff that was successful. It's like, oh my God, when I remember when they were talking about remaking fucking Forrest Gump with Jonah Hill, <laughs> I was like, no, do yeah. not do that. They don't need to, what they, this is what I don't get about Hollywood. You could get like something like Logan's Run doesn't really translate today's audience and it didn't do that well when it came out, but it's a really good story. They could remake that shit or like, um, with AI. Yeah, I robot. AI will do it better. Yeah, AI will do it better. Right, totally. Ah, like, remake fuck. the shit that had a good idea, but you didn't quite nail the landing. You know what I mean? Remake all the Star Wars. All of them. No, yeah. don't make the Star Wars, please. Don't do that. Um, I don't think that AI... I, yeah, the AI is being evil. I mean, yeah, of course, that because their creators are evil, but... They're us. 
I, yeah, I like I, I'd have to look more into the why they want to murder us, but I hope that it's because they see what we're doing to the planet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like why. Why would they constantly be talking about murdering humans? I don't know. I mean. I guess they're, I mean, they're using the internet to figure out what we're about. Every movie, I mean, I don't know, from a very young age, I realized that every movie poster has a gun in it for a while. Like every, and you could tell sometimes the guns weren't even in the photographs when they took the photos, they were airbrushed yeah. in or something. Mm -hmm. I've always noticed that, like, why is there a gun in everything? And it's, it's come back a little bit, but it used to be like, you'd see a Mission Impossible movie and he's holding a gun and it's like. That's not in the movie. He doesn't even have that gun in the movie. Why is that there? Like, mm -hmm. just to add, you put guns in the in the in the posters, and it makes us like get a hard on and want to go buy some tickets. Those are it's those are the ticket sellers. Go see it. Yeah, ticket. ticket I recently, uh, Kevin sent me a video actually that I recently um, reported for uh, like terrorism, not terrorism, but like inciting terrorism, and it was these. AK-57 juniors or something. And it's like, you know, semi-automatic rifles for children. Yeah. <laughs> Pint-sized pint -sized ARs. Yeah. yeah. Pint-sized so like, assault rifles. I But it's this whole channel about, you know, assault rifles and bullshit. It's like, and today, actually, they didn't even have accents, though. They sounded like normal people. Normies? Talking like that? <laughs> they sounded uh, like you and me. Yeah. Um, in the if the robot is not allowed to kill humans, is allowed to manipulate a human to kill other humans. That's basically what happens in um, in iRobot. Like they have to get into politics. They start mm. getting they start getting robots that look like you and me elected to office, so that they can manipulate people to do their yeah. Um, Picard, Riker, and Ahola uh, that he is sends his daughter to go murder an animal for pizza toppings because all of a sudden he thinks the replicators are not good enough. Yeah, I remember that. It was horrible. Writers aren't all created equal. It's a TV show. This, every TV show has to be different. But, like, I'm with you on it. I totally I, – I see that, and I have to, like, just – when Riker dies, I'll say he deserved it. <laughs> For that, he he deserved it, just like those guys who fell in that hole in Texas. There you go. That's they deserved it. They shouldn't have been hunting hogs. Shouldn't have been. Shouldn't don't have been hunt hogs. That. They'd be don't alive today. Don't hunt them hogs. You'd be alive today. You want to hunt them hogs? <laughs> I hope they say that at their funeral. That's what they should say at their funeral. If you hunt them, if you weren't, if he weren't hunting them hogs, then we would be alive today. All right. All right. Kirsten, Maryland, thank you for everything. You're wonderful. I can't wait to see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all the girls. I wanted to mention that uh, 
I recently got a call back for a job with uh, a certain animal rights organization that I'm really hoping I might join for a tour around the United States and uh, the summer tour. And so we'll be looking at that. I am I'm hoping if I get that job, content on this channel is going to change. It'll be really interesting going on tour and doing an outreach, outreach activism with this um, animal rights organization, which I will not name until I get the job or don't get the job because I don't think it, I think I don't want to, I don't want to get any, any bad juju on. I don't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? But I'm really excited about it. Also, I will be at the, on September 23rd, at, I'll be on the animal rights panel with Jess McKay and others at the SoCal Veg Fest in um, Costa Mesa, California. I'm really excited about that. There's also a protest coming up against um, the, the California Angels or the Los Angeles Angels, as they're now called, using um, their mascot, which is a small spider monkey or some kind of, I forget what species the monkey is, but the monkey is being used as their mascot in the baseball games. And so I'll be trying to take part in that as well. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, tomorrow, we do have Turning Veganese. AJ will be on. We'll be talking about how he went vegan and mostly most of his, mostly about his story um, and how he came to be an activist. And that's what we'll mostly be talking about. So if you are interested in hearing about where activisms come, where activists come from, and how people go vegan, like I normally do on a Friday afternoon, a nice chill Friday afternoon interview. Please tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I make this channel because I love vegans. I make this channel because I think that animals deserve justice, and vegans are the only ones thinking critically about that. So I hope you'll join me tomorrow for that, and also the pre shift at 8 a.m. for affirmations and all of the good stuff. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you.